Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. For the record, as we carried that debate after the show, Molly Karam walked in. She said, pumpkin. So you understand. Like, I don't understand why you would say the pumpkin would just stay in the corner. As if it's like vile food. I can't touch it. I'm sorry. I just don't rock with pumpkin pie. I've never rocked with pumpkin pie. Now, I had it this past Thanksgiving. My mother-in-law made it for me. I was like, okay. (laughs) Keep laughing at me. You know, Don't try to okay. blame it on RJ. No, I was, he was like, you know, damn well, you don't have pumpkin pie, man. And of course, like, I had it. Like, no, no, no. But cool Whip? Like, what are we talking about whipped cream now? Are we going Cool Whip? Are we going Ready Whip? Like, we going Cool Whip. I'm, but well, that's cool what it is. is that's different. the brand. Cool Whip is in the tub. It's in the tub, okay. and it's yeah. a lot yeah, softer. It's a lot softer. You drop it on, dollop, it's perfect. Usually, okay. just, the thing is in the can. Excuse me? Well, the thing that's in the can that you shake is. Just don't do that. Man, stop, man. The thing that you shake in the can. That's a different thing. I cool just, Whip is yeah, the Ready cool Whip. whip is you got to shake better. the can. Oh, yeah, it's cool a little whip is airy. It was okay. It was I think good. You might even good. be able to buy Cool Whip in a can now. Could you? I think so. I think so. I think so. It's, I don't it's want just that. ingrained in my DNA. I'm a sweet potato guy. Now, see, you look at me like, you know, I don't understand the appeal of sweet potato. It, that is not true. I like it, but if it's Thanksgiving, I'm not like I'm having it all year round. It's part of the deal. Yes, I'd like a slice of that pie. And yes, I'd like some Cool Whip on top. And, and, and yes, Cool Whip does come in a can. It comes in a yeah, can. Yeah, it comes in a can. Yeah, hang on. You can, still, you can still get it in the tube. That's I mean, in the little the bowl thingy. It blows my yeah, mind. see, you can still. There you go. Yeah, I there knew it, it is yeah. on the screen. Woo! Look at that. Wow. It, does it, 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 it can't be the same, though. I have never had it in the can, I don't think. I've so, seen it. And excuse I, me? I just, I'll tell you what, guys. I'll step out. I'll go get some. <laughs> Well, taste test, know. little taste test, <laughs> little breakfast. See, little, you, Jay, little breakfast. Yeah. Let me give you a little secret. Give me some pancakes, Jay. Let me give you a little secret real quick though. When you ain't got no ice cream, you go to that tube. You know, you, you got, got it there. No it's cool whip left. Hey man, the kids got ice cream. I got cool whip. That's just. <laughs> <cool whip. laughs> How do you guys feel about non-dairy almond milk? Mm. Cool whip. Mm. Yeah. I'm sorry. What? Yeah. I got, we, we got all we got all that in our refrigerator, Actually, so don't I, even worry about no, it. No, I know Key. I, have key, I know I your family is a little healthier than than definitely mine. I was curious how, if your family had that. What's the reaction? Yeah, I that? dread I dread going home for the holidays <laughs> now as it is already. I was thinking last night. So funny. I was thinking like, damn, what's in the refrigerator there? What's the turkey alternative? Uh, they they are side heavy sides, so a lot of the side stuff won't be cooked. In anything that has uh, animal products, so to speak. Understood. It's all pretty much plant-based. Yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. And so they could eat. They don't really eat turkey. But what? What are you, they so got the faux turkey. They got. The, they don't like that wait, stuff. Wait, what? What turkey? Faux turkey. Faux, what turkey? Faux turkey. It's a made like a turkey, but it ain't. It's plant-based. It just is looks it, like a is, little bitty so turkey. It's like tofu. Tofu. Like tofu. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Turkey foo is what they call it. Turkey I think. Food. <laughs> yeah. No, for real. <laughs> <laughs> no, real talk. But turkey but anyway, food? even myself at Thanksgiving, I might have a very thin slice of turkey, a very thin slice of ham, and a very thin slice of the roast beef, yeah. and everything else is heavy sides. I right. don't I just it's See, too I'm with much. you on, I'm with you on that. Like yeah. I don't feel like you're loading up on actual turkey. And then the alcohol, obviously the alcohol well, content is a Whole nother level. Yeah. And also what, what, a whole what, what's your level. alcoholic drink? What's your go to? And that's the yeah, problem when I committed to doing the show on Friday. 
because I'm going to do our show on Friday the day after Thanksgiving. I heard. I want to kick myself for making. I that was commitment. wondering why you were doing that. Well, because it's our show, and I want to, to well, I, have I, the I, listeners I listen that. to us. Have your and, voice. You know, yeah, have my voice. I was asked. People to, leaving and driving in their car, but I, but I also put my foot in my mouth for committing to it when I didn't have to commit to it because I'm thinking Thursday is really going to be a heavy day and I'm going to be getting up at 1.30 a.m. in the morning. Yes. So now I, can't even, time. now I can't even enjoy my Thanksgiving mm-hmm. in a full ride because I really want to be a part of the listeners and everything's lifestyle during Thanksgiving weekend. Maybe I'll Tremendous. see if I can do it from home. Tremendous. You so can. you're just going to go straight straight through. That's what's essentially going to happen on Thanksgiving. So next Friday's go show, through. you will hear Key. Because I got to tell you, because when I was in L.A., by the time I closed my eyes, I got done watching the Laker game. It was 1030. It was 130. Like, I was like, whoa, why did I even go to sleep? <laughs> Damn. Like, I'm back yeah. up. Like, what just happened? Yeah, so it'll be, a, it'll be an early. Uh, That's a must listen now. Yes. <laughs> because early. I'm, I'm on the show Friday. And I think I could get a pass you might still, if in case. He might be really funny on yeah, Friday I'm bringing the Comrex in North Carolina. He I'm might doing be really yeah, yes. funny. Keyshawn J. Will Max, presented by Progressive Insurance, protecting your business with specialized coverages from your com- for your commercial vehicles. More at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Alan Hahn in for Max this morning. We talked about this earlier um, in the show, and that is what uh, Doug Whaley, who is a former G- uh, GM of the Bills, was asked by NJ.com if he'd rather have the Eagles or the Giants quarterback situations he said Philly, Philly, absolutely. Like, as if he said Daniel Jones, with as many starts as he's had, pretty much what you see is what you get. He feels like with Jalen um, Hurts, there is more upside. He's shown flashes. And he also talked about the contract because he's a second-round pick. You don't have that uh, fifth-year option hanging over you to make that decision. With Daniel Jones, of course, you have to make that decision pretty quickly if you're the Giants. Hertz has played well this year. He hasn't been, I don't think, off the charts exceptional, but he's played well. But Daniel Jones has had many built-in excuses this year, which, guys, starts with the fact that they have not been healthy. All the weapons they have on that offense have not been available to him. But now here they come out of a bye, and they play Monday night against the Bucks, and they have, they're going to have almost all of those weapons now available to him on Monday night. Is it that big of a difference? Is it Philly? Absolutely. If you were picking between these two quarterback situations, or can you make the case for Daniel Jones and the Giants going forward? I mean, I understand what Doug is saying about the rookie contract, so to speak. Part of the problem with that, though, is you got to pay him if he's good, regardless if he has a fifth-year option or not. Right. You have to pay him. The only luxury of having a fifth-year option is if you have come to a crossroads that you don't know exactly who he is and you want to see a little bit more, then you probably pick the wrong guy any damn way. <laughs> if you don't know by then. If you say, don't know by then, you don't. Yeah. You probably pick the wrong guy. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is dynamic in a lot of different ways. He gets pushed down because he's a second-round pick who transferred to Oklahoma. So what happens naturally in these type of situations and positions is – that where you drafted dictates a lot of what people think about you into such due time. You see, they keep trying to give Tua the benefit of the doubt and the opportunity because he was picked in the first round and high. So they keep trying to 
opposed to Jalen Hurts, second-round pick. Mm -hmm. It's like people are kind of, well, you know, they do got three ones. There is Deshaun Watson out there. There is Aaron Rodgers who's looking. Maybe we can get Russell Wilson. Rather than just say, Jalen Hurts is playing really good. He's the future quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. They need to build around him. People aren't ready to say that yet, even though the guy is playing dynamic football. Daniel Jones, on the other hand, who's drafted high in the first round, isn't giving you and Jay, who are Giant fans, enough confidence that he's the guy. But if he was picked in the second round, doing the same things that he's doing now, first thing you would say is, well, you know, we got a bargain here. He's doing really well for a yeah. guy who was taking the second it's round. It's true. It's oh. true. We, we look at Semantics, everything through the prism man. of where you're drafted. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. We'll see what Daniel Jones gets a chance to do this weekend when he actually has all of his weapons. Right. Right, for the first time in a long time. Seeing him with the full, complete cast. But I'm with you on the Jalen Hurts thing. I mean, look, the, the upside there of what he can do, I think, has a chance to be special because of where he got drafted. That makes all the sense in the world. Now, the numbers, as you look at them compared this year, now Jalen's played one extra game, one more game, because Jones just had um, the bye week. But Jalen has 13 touchdowns and five interceptions. Jones has eight touchdowns and five interceptions. As we know, turnovers has always been the issue for Daniel Jones. But you would think, well, Jalen Hurts also can get you yards on the ground, but he's averaging 5.7 yards per rush. He scored five touchdowns also, while Daniel Jones gives you 5.2. So we know, you know, you don't talk about it a lot, but Daniel Jones gives you that extra option with his ability to use his legs. But there's the intangible about both of these guys that I think he, you brought up, which is guy goes into a huddle and everybody kind of he has yeah, a presence. Perks up. Whereas a, Daniel Jones a, there's is there's a, little, a certain snack crackle pop that make players come to attention. Now is Daniel Jones has been often compared to Eli Manning with his mannerisms, with his mannerisms. Key. You don't like that comparison, do you? But no, mannerisms, I mean, Man, it's just it's not that. It's just. Eli is a quarterback, and he's on script, and that's what it is. And that's Daniel Jones. You know how Key sometimes says it's the way it looks? A lot of times yeah. in sports, it's the way it looks and the way it sounds, right? Like if you hear Peyton Manning coming to huddle, there's a, a, an authoritative kind of persona there where you, it, it sounds and it looks right. Yeah. yeah. I feel like when I watch Daniel Jones, I'm not sure if it looks right yet. I'm like, it's there – I'm curious how it sounds. Yeah, you have to come in speaking with conviction. Control. Yeah, like yeah. just like you have to have authoritative walk control. Walk into the huddle with just like that's Presence. it. Yeah, I've been I've been in situations with quarterbacks and they've come in the huddles like make it out of here. You know, don't don't who doesn't sound I'm not believable. Telling you who <laughs> sports talk radio guy? No, right, maybe I'll. I, I'm you know you 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 walk into the huddle with him. It's like oh, here we go. Yeah, Alan, and you, you walk into here, it feels it looks right. It it's so. What? It, no, I'm saying like when you walk in, when you walk into the huddle, you mean you look at the guy and you're like, yeah, I, I, I'm believing. No, when he said. comes into the huddle. Yeah, you're already in the huddle when he but comes when he into walks the huddle. In, there's a you I, sit all there, eyes you on go, yes. you go, man, this yeah. dude, we get ready this, to lose. This <laughs> <All right. laughs> well, our next guest certainly knows this too. He's been part of this. Harry Douglas, ESPN football analyst, who joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear, with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear, more driven. Morning, Harry. Well, you've had Harry. Before we even get going with you, uh oh. You hear that, Harry? I'm talking to you. Pumpkin pie or sweet potato pie? <laughs> oh, sweet potato pie. There you go. See, it's not even a question. Didn't even hesitate. Sweet potato pie, man. I'm, I'm a down south guy. I'm, exactly. I'm taking that sweet potato pie all day long. Did they even have pumpkins in the south? I don't even know. 
I don't even eat pumpkin pies. <laughs> I wouldn't that. even I wouldn't even waste my taste buds like See, that. See, that's not right. See, Harry, I'm now I'm gonna send you a pumpkin pie that I know from a place on Long Island that you I got will one more. I got one more it. for you. I got one more for you, Harry. What's up? Stove top stuffing. Oh, stop. Or homemade stuffing from moms. I don't eat stuffing, I eat oh. dressing. What? Well, see, see, now what's that's the same thing? What is that? Yeah, it's I the same thing. Dressing? What's the same thing? Dressing same is something thing. you put on a salad. Y'all want, me to keep, y'all want me to keep it real with y'all yes, on this please Friday? Please do. Key and Jay, y'all know the culture don't eat stuffing. We eat dressing. It's the same thing, though. Yeah, it's, no, it's the same not. thing. Yeah, no, the stuffing no, the stuffing just goes in the turkey. The dressing is on the side yeah. in a Pyrex. That's all the same thing. So it's a difference. Well, yeah, if it's, it's the same thing. I, right. I get it out the turkey or I get it out the thing. It's the if, same. It, if it's culture, then why did my grandmother call it dressing? <laughs> I don't she, know, man. Because she part, she part of the culture, huh? She part of it. Hey, you never know. So you heard our conversation there about the difference of presence in a, in a huddle. You had, you know, Matt oh, yeah. Ryan as a quarterback. I mean, you understand when you have a guy that you believe in, you trust, all eyes on him. We were talking about the difference between Jalen Hurts, Daniel Jones right now. Which quarterback situation would you rather have from here going forward? So I'll ask you that. Eagles yeah. or Giants? And then tell me why. Um, I'm gonna have to go with the Eagles. I'm gonna have to go with Jalen Hurts because I feel like from a receiver standpoint, I have a better chance to be productive with Jalen Hurts because he can extend plays. I think we ha- we will have a better chance to win as well. Uh, he can rush the football. You can create design runs, uh, and he's a proven winner at the college level. Right? He just has that aura about himself when he steps in the huddle. You just mentioned I played with a Matt Ryan, who when he's in a huddle. He demands that attention, and everyone's listening. And this is not a knock against anybody else I played against, but I played in Tennessee where it wasn't that demand in the huddle of that alpha male uh, mindset in the huddle where you're like, dang, okay, I I need this a little bit right now. So it's a big difference, and it means a lot to an offense. I'll be the first to tell you that. But for me, I got to go with Jalen Hurts, and I don't even think it's close in my eyes. Daniel Mm. Jones, I think he's had a – enough opportunities to prove what he can be. Uh, his first two, I say his first two years, double-digit interceptions each year. Got to cut that down, but you look at the fumbles. Um, you look at this year, he does have an arsenal. A lot of guys have been hurt, but he has a chance on Monday Night Football. That game's on Monday Night Football, right? Yes. Yeah. Against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He has an opportunity with all his guys back to showcase and show what he can do on a national stage when it's the game on. But if I got to bet my money, every dollar to my name, I'm going with Jalen Hurts 100%. Yeah, it, it it's pretty simple and easy to me. So the Falcons were shut out last night, oh, one of your man. former teams, Harry, and uh, now they're sitting at four and six. Yeah. What, if anything, can the Falcons do to kind of just, I don't know, get back in the mix? Because two weeks ago, if the season would have ended, they would have been at the seventh seed going into the playoffs. Yeah, Key, I'm, I looked at the Dallas game. I watched that game probably about eight or nine times, and then I, I, I've watched the game from last night three times already. It's just simple execution offensively, um, and it's the simplest things, right? Just blocking the right man on the offensive line. Last night the offensive line was atrocious, and, and a, lot of people, a lot of people bicker and they talk crazy about Matt Ryan, but I tell you all the time, I tell people all the time, if Matt Ryan has protected, it's, it's protected, and it's not getting hit, getting his head smashed in every play, got to worry about a pass rush uh, just about every time he's dropping back, he'll carve any defense up in the National Football League. I've witnessed that. I've been a part of that physically. Uh, but last night, man, they, they just didn't have it. The offensive line didn't do a great job. They're down receivers. They're down tight ends. They, 
they, they down Cordell Patterson. So that was going to be a big blow. But I think just a simple execution, just getting back to executing things. And I'll say this, their offensive line, they have a couple young guys, Jalen Mayfield. I, I, and I hate to call him out, but you've been starting since game one. It's time to pick it up, man. It's time to pick it up because you got to remember, you got a guy back there that's a franchise quarterback. In the last three years, excluding this year, Matt Ryan was, has been one of the most sacked and hit quarterbacks in the NFL, right? It's time to step out. I don't care that you're a rookie. Key, you played this game. When you step into that huddle, if you're in that starting lineup, we expect you to produce. We don't care what year you are. We expect you to produce. And right now, Jalen Mayfield's not doing that. Will Matt Ryan be there next year, though? I know he's a franchise quarterback, but will he, will he be their quarterback or will he be at somebody else's team? I think he'll be there next year just because of the simple fact that I don't think in this upcoming draft that you have the type of quarterbacks that you was like, okay, let me move on from Matt Ryan and go to this guy. I don't think that's coming up in this in, two, in the 2002 NFL draft. Now, maybe 2023, that's a different story. Uh, but this one thing you got you to remember about Matt Ryan now, he is a leader. He's a guy that's going to give you a chance if he's protected. Now, he's going to give you a chance. And I tell people to just pause, just pause for a minute before you just want to write a franchise quarterback off and just sail into the woodwind because it's not always the grass not always so green on the other side. Harry, if Matt Ryan went to Cleveland and Baker yeah. went to Atlanta, would that be a good fit for Matt Ryan? And would the ceiling be higher for the Browns? It'll be a great fit for Matt Ryan, and the ceiling would definitely be higher because you have that prolific run game. You have the offensive line. Um, you don't have Odell, but you still have Jarvis. you got the tight ends. Uh, I, I think it'll be a solid fit for Matt Ryan. Mm. Harry Douglas joining us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. What did you take away from what you saw from the Patriots last night? Well, defensively, that football team is, is, is ran by their defense. Like, Key, I heard you talking about that, Matt, Matthew Judon, I think, is the top free agent signing this year in the NFL. Number two is Cordell Patterson, so I hate he couldn't play last night. Mm. But it's a guy who have ten and a half sacks. He's anchoring that defense. But then you look at a guy like J.C. Jackson. And, Key, you touched on this, too, and I wanted to expand on it a little bit more. It's the reason why Bill Belichick can let go of Stephon Gilmore and not blink an eye, right? He does this year in and year out. He has guys that come in as no names and they start to produce at a high all-pro level, right? J.C. Jackson right now has 20 interceptions in the last three years. I don't think anybody has those numbers. And he has six this year. Last, year, last night he got another one. And you still got a lot of football left to play. So when you can get that production from, from, from a corner like that, you can move on from Stephon Gilmore. And what has he always had? He's had a tie law. He's had a Revis. He's had a Tlaib. He's had a Gilmore. He's had that guy in the secondary that if he has to match up with the prolific receiver on the opposing team, they can do that. But Dante Hightower, I'm looking at Dante Hightower last night like, man, this guy playing with a vengeance. Like, he got something to prove. Like, like he really didn't want to miss the COVID year last year, but he want to let everybody know that he's back. And then you pair that up with Matthew Judon that they signed in free agency, man. This, this team can play now. I will say this, offensively, they, they lack the explosion, though. They lack the explosion, and if they're playing a team who's going to get up 14, 17 points, I, I don't think they're built to come back and win that football game. Harry, right. in just about 30 seconds, I just want to ask you uh, about another one of your former teams, the Titans, 8-2. and two. Yeah. And, I mean, I know every time I mention them, and if I'm giving even a little bit of criticism, you come at me, I love that. They, they, they play the Texans. They should be 9-2 and two after this week. 
Yeah. What do they have to do to get that top seed, to get that buy, and what do they have to do to make everyone believe that they can get to a Super Bowl? Well, I don't think they have to do anything to make anybody believe. They just continue winning with the formula that they have, right? At some point, you continue to win. Derrick Henry will be back, right? You don't want to rush him back, but he, he should be able to come back for the playoffs. And, and I, we got to give him more credit, man, than what people giving him credit for. This is one of the most hurt, injured football teams in the National Football League, but for some reason, they go out and win and find a way to do it every week, right? They went through the gauntlet of beating some of the prolific football teams that y'all are talking about every day. So we got to give them credit where the credit's due and, and stop trying to figure out what they can't do and start seeing what they are doing as a football team. You like cranberry sauce, man? Nope. Okay. You don't like cranberry sauce Straight at all? up, no. You nope. don't even, like, think no, about it. Some people don't like it. Some people don't like it. Yeah. Just yeah, it's not to, my just, thing. Yeah, just trying. But what to is your go-to then? Like, what is your what you, next next week Thanksgiving? Yep. You're with your family. What's the first What's the first thing you're reaching for when you're filling your plate? Uh, homemade macaroni and cheese. Gotta and I actually I I actually cook. So I cook the homemade macaroni and cheese. Please tell me you don't put no breadcrumbs on top. Hell no. All right, all right. Just make just it <laughs> sure, man. Just make it sure, Harry. <laughs> but I like baked chicken. We don't even eat turkey on Thanksgiving because I don't like turkey like that. So we eat ham, baked chicken. Uh, stuff like that, man. We may have some. I may cook some ribs up, even though it's Thanksgiving. I don't care. I like ribs. I may throw some ribs on the grill yeah. too. Hey, some catfish, all that. No you collard greens. Know? It's your holiday. Yeah, I cook. You I cook homemade want? collard greens. Okay. You gonna fry that catfish? Yeah, I do it all, man. I do it all. Do you put? Wait, do you put? Do you put nuts on your collard greens? Excuse me. No, nah, I don't put nuts on my collard greens. <laughs> so. Who reason, put nuts on that collard greens? Yeah, it's a long no, story, you, Harry. You'd be surprised. Oh man, <laughs> I, I got a buddy. So you know who LZ Granderson is, right? Uh huh. LZ, I went to LZ's Fourth of July deal a couple years ago. He was my co-host show in Los Angeles. So LZ's married to a a a, a white guy, and so the white guy is sister was has some collard greens. So she saw me eating. She's like, "Hey, what <laughs> is that?" I was like, oh, it's what collard greens that? or whatever. She said, oh, I want to taste some. So she got some. I was like, how are they? And she goes, oh, I think it needs some, you know, like some crunch, some nuts or some stuff like that. <laughs> I had to leave, man. I had to get Jamel Hill. I had to go get Jamel. I had to get LZ. I had to bring him over there and have her explain to her, hey, this ain't, uh-uh, no. That's disrespectful to the man, collard greens come on. Because I'll tell you, because if collard greens are actually done right, I'll be honest and tell you, you shouldn't even have to put hot sauce on them. Yes. If they're, if, they're done, if they're done correctly, on it, yeah, you shouldn't I gotta, even have to put them yeah, on Yeah, but I need that red rooster on mine, though. I just got to have that red rooster. I got to have that <laughs> sliced tomato and onion. Harry, you be going with the spiked eggnog? No, no, no. I don't think eggnog. I don't mess with eggnog? No. I'm a tequila man, but I don't even drink during, like when I'm doing media because it messes up my voice. So this whole season, <laughs> I can't even drink. Oh, okay. Come on the show on Friday, I then. Need. We bring well, you back Friday. Hey, I look, need, for show, then, you don't want to hang out with me on a Sunday mm. watching games because you're going to drink. Friday is can we have a cigar? We can have us a cigar, too. Cigar is worse than drinking for your voice. Friday is going to be our our. Traffic. We're gonna have a car wreck show on Friday after Thanksgiving. It's a must listen because everybody's hanging out. It's a must listen. You have to come on the show. I on just Friday. need Harry to make some nah, I'll be beans and have some Casamigos, and we just sit. What I'm gonna do, y'all? I'm gonna I'm gonna take a picture of my stuff and I'm a, and I'm gonna post it on, on on the show. That's what we need to do. We need to have so a food see battle. Key needs to post pictures. Oh, Harry needs no, to post pictures. Let's not even get into that. Harry's, Harry's, serious, Harry's damn serious. Yeah, Harry get crushed. Y'all already know Harry gonna get crushed. Man, you crazy as hell, Harry. Oh, you gonna get crushed? We having a bake off? Oh, oh, you'll get crushed. 
He'll get crushed. Bacon? He might, hey, he better, he he better keep. I don't know why listen, y'all, keep, keep, he better, he he better keep look at my bacon. Instagram. This Chef HD over here. I have aprons in the, in the chef hats <laughs> in my house. Hey, hey, hey. I ain't even going to. Hey, Harry. I ain't even going to say nothing. I ain't even going to say nothing. Because Instagram ain't going to yeah. be able to touch me in a minute. I ain't but I, but I ain't even hit you with that homemade grandma's recipe banana pudding either. Oh. Not that not that just pudding you put bananas and Hungry. cookies in it. No, right. homemade banana pudding. Harry, we got to leave it there, man. We could do this. We got to get an ESPN cooking show for, for real. But thanks so much. Good to hear from you, my man. I crush Harry. All man. right, fellas. All right. Hey, the Falcons weren't Harry's only former team playing last night, but his Louisville Cardinals put a whooping on the Duke Blue Devils. Behind Malik Cunningham, Louisville's win, uh, Louisville's win, the celebratory moment of the week is brought to you by Allstate. Save money like a champion with Allstate Championship Savings for the win. Speaking of college football, Heisman winner tells us who wins this weekend's elimination game next. KJM, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. Alan Hahn in for Max. Let me go to the Goodyear hotline right now. Desmond Howard joining us there. Morning, Des. How we doing? Hey, good morning, man. I'm doing fantastic. Uh, how you guys doing? What's happening, man? Doing good, brother. I'm starving now. We've been talking about good. food most of this show. Des, so, do you cook? <laughs> do I cook? I cook a lot. As a matter of fact, um, so this past week, my wife was gone. She was out of town, and I have I have twin boys and have a daughter, too, and she was actually um, – with our daughter who's out of town. But anyway, long story short, so I had to cook all week. And I was telling my friend the other day, I said, man, we over here eating like kings, man. Kings, <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> what, 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 what did you cook, Des? Oh, brother, listen. I made my, my son's like, um, I make this chicken pesto pizza, which is really, really simple. Like, as a matter of fact, I think I'm going to post it on, on social media. It's really simple. All you need is some non bread. Because the most difficult thing to do when you're making a pizza is the crust, is making the dough to make the, the yeah, the crust. So, um, I have that pesto. I get pesto from a, you know, store. Sometimes we make our own. And then I like to grill my chicken, but I marinate it in and pesto the night before mm-hmm. and then just put some uh i like mm-hmm. to put a little spinach on it, a little mozzarella cheese mm-hmm. and i put it on the grill i don't i don't make mine in the oven i put it on the i have a yep. traeger grill so i put it on the mm-hmm. grill man my sons they love that then after that yeah so yeah bro I, I i love to cook and uh it's always rewarding 
when your when your kids enjoy what you cook because they can be so critical of what you make. Yeah. Hey, here's a tip for you know, Dez on the crust side, go to Whole Foods. You know, Whole Foods got it already prepackaged on on the uh pizza dough. They already got it okay. ready for you. All you gotta do is put the flour down on your nice marble that you got, you know, that countertop that you got. <laughs> and, and then take the roller, take the roller and roll it out the right way. You 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 yeah, yeah you they got it right there for you. Pizza dough is hard to make, but if you go to Whole Foods or the pizza section, they got it there yeah. right there for you. Man, ESPN needs okay. a cooking I'm gonna show. Okay, I'm going to do it. Thanks for it's that official. tip. I appreciate it. It's official. We need a cooking show on ESPN. I've been willing to host it. <laughs> I don't want to just eat everything everybody's talking about. Hey, tell us, tell us, Des, what, what we need to watch for this Michigan State-Ohio State matchup. Wow. You know, when you look at these two teams, offensively, they're kind of similar. Like, both teams got really, really explosive running backs. I mean, obviously – Kenneth Walker III at Michigan State, he leads the nation in rushing yards a game at 147. Um, you know, he had, he's, he's a Heisman candidate, and he can, he can go the distance. And then you have Trevion Henderson, true freshman running back for the Buckeyes, who averages like seven yards a carry, having a fantastic season, too, in my opinion. He should be um, the Buckeyes' Heisman candidate, though they keep trying to push C.J. Stroud. And C.J. Stroud, if you look at their offense, he might be. He just might be the fourth best player on offense. And I'm talking about behind the, you know, the two wideouts they got, uh, Garrett Wilson and Chris Alave, and then Henderson, too, as a freshman. But anyway, so, they, you know, explosive guys on offense. You know, Michigan State, they got some receivers. They got Naylor. They got Reed on the outside. And obviously, like I talked about, Ohio State's receivers. So they're built similarly, you know, offensively. I think it's going to come down to watch what happens in the red zone. The team that can walk away with touchdowns, I know it sounds simple, but when you have a matchup like this, this is when things can get out of hand. The team that can walk away with touchdowns as opposed to field goals in the red zone is a team I think is going to prevail. Defensively, you know, you really don't see anything really special. I mean, you know, obviously the Buckeyes, they've had just some tremendous edge rushers over the years, like the Bosa brothers and obviously Chase Young. But you don't you don't really see that this year. And the defense, both defenses struggle on the back end and the secondary. I think that Xavier Henderson, he's a safety for Michigan State. It's pretty much like a Swiss Army knife guy. He they they move him around, use him in various ways to affect the offense. And he's number three for uh, for Michigan State. Keep an eye on him. He's a guy who can be around, who's going to be around the ball a lot and can make a lot of plays. Let me ask you something about away from the field though. I clearly it's been widely speculated that Mel Tucker is on his way to signing one of the richest deals in all of sports. Do you think that this could get in the potential way of the preparation for Michigan state heading it to uh, the horseshoe? I'm telling you what. So to keep it a hundred, I was shocked when I saw that hit the news wire. And I think it was in an effort to try to keep him up in East Lansing because there's been a lot of speculation that LSU was going to try to offer him a, a huge contract to get him down there to coach the Tigers. So I believe that it was probably an attempt to alleviate the distraction. Is this coach going to be here? Is he leaving? I think that's what they were trying to do. And, you know, you never see like a black coach sign the deal that huge, uh, especially without winning any type of championship. Now, we're not even talking national championship. We're talking about a conference championship. Now, of course, right now they're in the hunt, but without actually winning one to really, you know, commit those type of 
numbers, those that many bags, is it, it, huge. So, Keith, I, I think that it was an attempt to like, okay, let's show that we're committed to to mail, and let's prove to our players and everybody else that we're committed to him. And the only way you can show that is by you know coming to the table with a, a huge deal, which is what they did. Um, you know, I'm not sure if it's been signed. You know, I know this has been rumors, been speculation. But um, that's why I think it was an attempt to try to do away with the distraction of him leaving and going to LSU. You better sign it before they go in the horseshoe. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Desmond Howard, ESPN College Football Analyst, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Des, so if Michigan ends up beating Ohio State next week, but Michigan State goes to the Big Ten championship game, could we see two Big Ten teams in the playoffs? Is that possible? Ooh, we. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna let you guys in on a little something. You know, people are really taking Wisconsin for granted. Now, this is a team nobody's talking about, and they can throw a monkey wrench into this whole scenario about what's gonna happen in the college football playoffs. Like, it's not a foregone conclusion that any of these three teams, whether it's Michigan, Michigan State, or Ohio State will beat Wisconsin. If people really pay attention to Paul Chris and what he's been able to do with his team. I mean, Jim Leonard, the defensive coordinator, he is one of the best defensive coordinators in the FBS, and his guys are playing at a high level. They're running the ball now with a, with a freshman running back who's having a sensational second half of the season. I, I just I just don't take for granted that whoever's going to take, you know, playing that Big Ten championship game is just going to w- walk in there and, um, you know, dominate Wisconsin. So just keep an eye on that. I, it's, it's hard for me. You know, and obviously, guys, uh, other things will have to happen, too, in order for, for the Big Ten to get two – I mean, a team with two losses into the college football playoff. I personally don't see that taking place. But, you know, you know who else – it depends on who else wins and who else loses. Potentially, maybe they can get a team with two losses in there. Desmond Howard, ESPN college football analyst and 1991 Heisman Trophy winner, obviously Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP. Um, Des, upset alert this week out of the top seven this weekend. I know who I have on upset alert. Who do you have? Man, you know what? You know, guys, listen. So I was just talking about this um, to someone in our production meeting. And, okay, so Oregon's number three in the country. But – they're they're getting three points on the road to Utah, meaning that Utah's a favorite to win this game. So I'm like, well, in my opinion, like to the general public, the casual fan, if Oregon, who's number three in the country right now, travels to Utah and they lose, that is considered an upset. But if you're looking at, you know, the point spread, and since Utah's favorite, then is it really an upset if Utah beats Oregon? So I, I wrestle with that because to me it's an upset. If you're number three in the country, you know, she, hey, yes, guys, you, Key, you play football, Jay, well, you play basketball, but your team is ranked higher than your opponent and you go and you lose, that's considered an upset to us because mm-hmm. they shouldn't beat us. You know what I mean? And yeah. So I, I wrestle with that. I think if, if Oregon loses on the road, to me, that's a huge upset. But it depends on if you're looking at Vegas or the, the point spread. And some people say, no, nah, it's not an upset because Utah was favored. So I, I, I say I say the Oregon Ducks. That's my answer. But I'm just trying to explain to you, you know, the difference in how people look at it, how it may be perceived. 
Yeah, I got Oregon the same way. It's a great explanation, and uh, there'll be a lot of action on this game just for everything you just said there. Des, great stuff. Thanks, my man. Hey, guys, thanks for having uh, me. Have a great one. All right, Des. All right. Yeah, Mel Tucker better, better make sure the fax machine Sign it before is, you walk in the building. Make sure it's Wi-Fi working, whatever they, <laughs> however they send it. DocuSign, whatever. Good for him, though. Get that money. College football is heating up. Yes, tune in tomorrow. West Virginia hosts Texas, presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins 1130 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and also on the ESPN app. Coming up, he's the third best quarterback in his own class, but he went number one. No way he's lived up to that pick, right? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Hey! Keyshawn, J. Will, Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh. Alan Hahn in for Max. Hey! Hey! We talked about this earlier, guys, and it's worth going back into because it's about, you know, when, you, when you're when you drafting in the NFL and you're in need of a quarterback, you go you do whatever it takes to get to number one, and when you get number one, you get your choice, especially when it's a quarterback class like we had last year. Trevor Lawrence was the easy pick at number one. 2018, there were several quarterbacks. I don't know if there was a really a consensus number one in that draft. There were a lot of debates about who could go number one that year. But Baker Mayfield went number one to the Cleveland Browns. Question is now, all these years later, after having a really successful season last year and the Browns have become relevant, is Baker Mayfield, has he lived up to being that number one pick in that year's draft? Let's take a listen to Mike Greenberg on his show Greeny yesterday, or Wednesday, I should say, uh, discussing whether or not he thinks Mayfield has lived up to being the number one overall pick. Being the number one pick in the draft suggests you are a star player, a superstar caliber player. He hasn't taken the step forward that I would have been willing to bet my life he was going to take this year. Mm-hmm. And the, only, the, the pass I'll give him is injury. But he, in order to, to justify being the number one pick in the draft, you can't just be good. There's a lot of quarterbacks who are good. If Kirk Cousins had been the number one pick in the draft, he would not have lived up to it. Has Baker Mayfield looked to you better than Kirk Cousins? He's not. No, that's what I mean. So that's what I'm saying. It's not that he hasn't done a good job. I'm talking about justifying the first pick in the NFL draft. First of all, it's not his fault that he was taken number one overall. That was the Cleveland Browns. That was John Dorsey and Hugh Jackson that selected Mm -hmm. him number one overall. Had Baker Mayfield gone 
20th, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. We'd say, oh, he's playing pretty good. He's going to continue to keep growing. But because you are the number one overall pick, people put a certain expectation on you instead of understanding the whole full context of why he was the number one overall guy. A lot of people within that building at that particular time didn't have him as the number one guy. Had him more like the fourth guy. Right. Okay, let's take Joe in Ohio who wants to defend Baker on this. Go ahead, Joe. Hey, what's up, guys? Love the show. Um, yeah, I think Baker's lived up to the number one draft pick. Um, I heard it said, you know, you're the number one person in your position. I, and I can see that. That's a fair assessment. I don't think Baker's the number one quarterback in the draft class. I'll say that. Uh, but when I think of a number one draft pick, I think of a culture shape, shifting personnel. You know what I mean? Somebody that, that brings the culture from a losing culture to a winning culture. Yeah. And 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 with Baker, I mean, Key, you already talked about it too. He could, he didn't choose that to be pick number one, but when he got there, he was under Hugh, he was under Freddie Kitchens, and I think Freddie Kitchens really messed with him. You know what I mean? In terms of that twenty-two TD, twenty-one INT uh, interception uh, year, he got really uh, hammered with that. Kevin Stefanski, we saw what we could do with Baker. We saw what we could do with with uh, weapons around him. And it goes back to a team mentality to where it's not a traditional QB where he's slinging it 40 times a game, 50 times a game. Uh, but if you ask anybody in Cleveland, you know, who remembers, you know, the best since 99, we ate the same Browns. So you got to give some respect to somebody that can shift the culture through his leadership, through his presence, through his uh, – Yeah, you, get, uh, you certainly now. get points for that, Joe. There's no question about it. I'm with you on that, Joe. I just like to remind people, you know, each and every year we have the draft. And each and every year, and this is the real with you as an athlete, each and every year, fans look for that first pick to be that like, whoa, we never seen it before. That's not every draft, guys. Like even look how we're talking about this year's draft. Like I don't know who will go number one. Somebody gotta go one. Yeah, somebody, somebody has to but go that one. That draft right? was a quarterback draft. Now Joe appeared on the on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Thank I you. I hear Joe. what you're saying about that draft. That draft had a lot of quarterbacks in it. Now, what's fair is to say this is actually a moot argument. Why? Because those who drafted him aren't there anymore. Yeah. They're not there. So and like, like For a he reason. said. So to to did he live up to it? What well, does it matter? Well, he got him back to the playoffs, right? When's the last time they've been to the playoffs? Right, exactly. So you could say, well, he's delivered. That's for sure. Just Living up to, to the number one, of what people have no, was first. He's not first the best quarterback from that draft, but that doesn't mean that he didn't work out for the Browns when they picked him at number one. So I think that's where really the conversation pretty much ends. Coming up, an MVP who's playing his best football of the season. So is he out of the race? That's next. KJM, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Matt's The Podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.